Welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. Welcome on into the Sports Buffoons back here once again, the full clan back together here at Mr. Brew's Tap House in Overland Park, Kansas. Guys, it, fellas, it feels good to be back. We were here just a little bit over a month ago, and we're yep. back in the saddle again over at the home of, you know, from my experience anyway, the best damn burgers in town. And so uh, – one of the best for sure. What, Tanner, what have, you, what have you enjoyed over here, by the way? What was that? What have you enjoyed over here? Over here? Well, I had uh, – I think they had a whiskey burger I ate once. Um, but other than that, the beer is phenomenal. A whiskey. That's what I really come for. There's a whiskey guy. I just had a jalapeno popper burger. So, Ooh. but I can. But you have the options here. You can get turkey. You can get beef. You could get the black bean burger. Whatever you're into. Um, you know, just throw it on chicken. there. Chicken. You can get chicken. All kinds of stuff. My favorite. Yeah. My favorite thing is the Kentucky bourbon burger. I pretty much have it every That's time. What it That's what it is. That's what it is. So, um, that was yeah, good. I agree with you. They probably are the best burgers. And speaking of that, so, guys, if you've been to Boulevard, you know there's a difference between the whiskey barrel stout versus the bourbon barrel-aged stout. Correct. Well, I have the anniversary ale right now coming through from Firestone Walker. What are you guys sipping on? Peppermint Yeti. Peppermint Yeti from what? Where is that, where is that of? Number 32, man. Dude, it's, yeah. not, it's not called number 32. It's, it's from Great Divide out of Denver, Colorado, and it's wonderful stuff. It's... It's you know the Yeti series. It's it's up there in the Yeti series. But if you come to Mr. Brews, just order a thirty-two. They'll know what it is. It, but here's the deal. That's the problem. Number thirty-two might change next week to a different beer. <laughs> so guys, speaking of that, there's like eighty beers on tap over here. So uh, there's a lot. I might be exaggerating a little bit, but still, there's a lot of a lot of options, a lot of selections here. So if you order number thirty-two and you get an IPA, don't be surprised when it's not a uh, Yeti. It'll still be good. That's the only yeah. thing. It'll still be a good beer. It'll still be phenomenal. Yeah, what do you got, Tanner? So, Chase and Shaq, I mean, I don't know the name, but it's Toppling Goliath. Of course, you can't go wrong with that. Um, it is an IPA, uh, and it's smooth and solid. So. Jason distracted me on the name with that 32 and all that. I completely blanked. Yeah. What beer that. is this? Number 32. <laughs> Guys, 32. The good news is we're good with numbers most of the time. Not all the time, but, time. you know, 60% of the time it works every time. <laughs> and so with that said, guys, we'll be talking to you guys about some financial yeah. options you can make this weekend with the NFL world, the NFL divisional matchups, and some of the betting lines we have. We have prop bets coming up. We have all of our picks across the entire board this week when it comes to the over-under, as well as the, the overall betting line spread of each game we have coming up this weekend. Um, guys, my, my favorite prop bet right now, actually, is the, uh, the one of over-under. How many dildos will be thrown on the field by Bills fans this weekend? Zero, because it's in Casey. That doesn't mean Bills fans can't throw dildos. Zero, because it's in Casey. The tables? You, you know they brought Tables? Dildos. I'm going over 30, bro. But dildos, I ain't worried about. You don't think they're going to bring a dildo to the Nope, I don't think so. What do you think, Jason? Over, under, half a dildo. I'm going to go with the under because, like, the Cowboys fans already accomplished that feat. They threw dildos. They threw, I don't know what the hell else they threw out on that field when the Cowboys lost that game. So I'm going to go with the under on that shit. Well, not to give any spoilers away, but I'm going on the under as well. And that's because Bills fans won't be very happy. So we'll talk about that later on. But – 
Uh, first and foremost, you guys, first game I want to talk about with you all here coming up is the L.A. Rams going over to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady at 44 years old, once again have another historic season. And the over-under on that right now is 48-and-a-half. But I'm more concerned right now about the spread right now of minus three on that game. Uh, guys, this is an interesting game because the first time these two teams played, the Rams beat them by 10 points. Now, is it possible for Brady to lose twice in one season to the same team? We'll see this weekend. But for me, I like the Rams on this one to cover that minus three and actually to win that game. What do you guys got? Yeah, my biggest problem here is, like, I don't know how many people I've heard over the years, not just this year, say that we never bet against TB12. We never bet against Tom Brady. Well, guess what? Just for your information, he's actually lost Super Bowls before. He's lost Switch. playoff games. <laughs> like, the, the shit's actually happened. So don't be afraid to bet against Tom Brady in this game. That's number one. Number two, he might have one or two guys missing from his offensive line this week. And so that's not a good sign when you're going up against the likes of Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and so I, I'm definitely favoring the Rams in this game. But don't don't get too overconfident if you if you're a Tampa Bay Bucks fan. Uh, you look at the two defenses; they're basically giving up almost the same amount of points per game, between 21, 22 points per game. So the defenses are awash to me. But I think that the Rams will do a little bit better job of getting to the quarterback. And that's what's important in this game for me. So I am in favor of the Rams winning this game. All right. So as far as the over, or not the over under, the plus three minus three here, I am going to go Rams at plus three. But I am picking Tom Brady to win this thing. DB12. And then also on top of this as well, I'm also picking the over on points because last match was 34-24. I'm looking at a pretty similar game. This would be that high scoring close. I just think that both defenses are actually going to struggle against the pass. Once again, I think Stafford's going to have a really great game. And then on top of that, guys, I got a prop bet for Rob Gronkowski plus 150 receiving yards for and that Tampa Bay win. Those are, that's my prop bet together. And that's plus 1075. Wait, what was the yards for Gronkowski you got? Plus 150? No, what were the, what were the yards? Sorry, 150 yards. 150 yards? 150 yards you think, and a Tampa Bay win. You think Gronk gets 150 yards receiving? I do. Because he had – Wow. So the first matchup time around, he had eight targets. Uh, he caught four of them, and he was at 87 yards. He's good, And he's been highly targeted this entire last, what, five, six weeks. So I look at him to be another big factor, especially with Godwin out. No Antonio Brown? Like, you have Mike Evans, you're not going to jam him right. You're not going to do the tie, other tight ends. So, Robin Couch has been a key tight, er, target for Tom Brady, and this is going to continue another week of that. Seems like a lot to ask for Gronkowski of that age. But, I mean, I'm not going to say it's not possible, but they're missing. Obviously, Godwin's out. Antonio Brown left the team. Working I mean, with Mike, Mike Evans and Scott got Gronk. Now, under the assumption that Gronk hits that 150, Tanner, you're saying it's going to be kind of a high-scoring game, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. I like and the over. I got the over, and I got the prop bet. I like the over on that game too. I just like the Rams in general better. I think the offense right now is gelling great. Uh, I like for Aaron Donald right there to get pressure up the middle on Tom Brady because he's obviously kind of a statue at this point in his career. And also, my favorite prop bet, uh, just to throw it out there for this game, Tom Brady over one and a half rushing yards on the game. I like that one because guys, every game but actually six throughout the season, 
He's gotten over one and a half yards rushing. I like the odds on that. He's, he's done it that. in more than half the games this season. And, you know, the Rams have a good defense, but there's always a chance to scramble or do a quarterback sneak every once in a while. So, yeah, I'll take you know, get on third and one or fourth and one, you might have Brady doing a quarterback sneak, pick up a yard or two. Boom, there you go. You got your bet. Boom. So, anyways, uh, guys, moving on to the next game, San Francisco 49ers and going over to the Green Bay Packers. The current line on that is minus five and a half. Over under is 47 and a half. This is going to be a great game, you guys. We got two really good coaches right now going against each other. I'm a big fan of Kyle Shanahan, the way he, he structures his teams. It's, no matter what, this is going to be a close game. Five and a half. I like the 49ers in this game to cover, but not win. So give me the 49ers plus five and a half in this game. I think that they keep it close just through that running game, trying to control the ball, keep it out of Rodgers' hands, and then just doing their dirty work on their own. So, Jason, what are you, what are you feeling on this game? I do feel you on the fact that the Niners are going to try to run the ball and keep this game close. However, they're only going to be able to accomplish that in the first half. So Packers are minus six. Um, but for me, the Cowboys win was kind of like winning the Super Bowl for the Niners. And I think they're going to suffer a little bit of a hangover after that last game of beating the Cowboys. So the defense, I mean, they're, they're both kind of a wash there, but Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing for blood in this game. The media likes to talk trash on Aaron Rodgers for literally like the last six to eight weeks. I don't know how long yeah, they, they talk trash on Aaron Rodgers every day. So he's playing for blood because everybody hates him. Um, as far as like the prop bets, uh, I like Devontae Adams for the divisional round to score the most receiving yards. Devontae Adams is plus 650 to score, to have the most receiving yards in the divisional round of all the games. Okay. So you're talking about the best wide receiver in the NFL, in my opinion, with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So I do like that Devontae Adams plus 650 as a prop bet, but I am actually going to take the Green Bay Packers to cover. I think, like I said, wow. the Niners, the Niners, don't get me wrong, they're going to keep it close, first quarter, first half, but second half starts, Green Bay's going to run away with this thing, dude. They're fully rested, not to mention the fact you got Randall Cobb coming back. He's going to play in this game. Aaron Rodgers' secret weapon. So, dude, this is – I'm not picking a blowout. But they're definitely going to cover the six points. Wow, I'm impressed there. So week three game, right? Packers won 30 to 28. 30 to 20 was week three game. Okay, I'm taking. I'm not. I'm not taking the over or the six point spread at all. I'm not touching that because I just think it can go either way so much. But I am going to take the over on this game at 47 and a half. The fact that they went 30, they went 30 to 28 in week three. Just means that this running game that they've developed for the 49ers as well late in the season is a threat to the Packers defense right now. Um, and then you got Aaron Rodgers on the other side. Guys, Aaron Rodgers, how many picks did he throw? And at the end of the year, I think it'll be like four or five. Four? Four. And then how many in this first week? Two. Two. Okay. So, I mean, towards the, ever since he had COVID toe, he's been indestructible. COVID toe, man. So. It was a cheat code. So, look, I'm looking at Rodgers to put up another 30-point game at least, if not more. I'm looking at the 49ers to be right there with them the entire time. So, I'm not picking the six-point spread, but I will go over on points. And I believe the Packers win this game to move on. Um, and I do not have any problems with this game. 
Yeah, I've got just, I've just got Packers winning by three. So on that one, we all kind of di- different reviews on this game. I think a little bit kind of a mixed bag, but I think that the Niners are a team that can keep a game close if they want to, and it's ball control. And 49ers are a little beat up if you think about it too. So like they got beat up last game a little bit on the defensive side. So that's why I'm not. I'm not touching the six-point spread just because of that, because a lot of those guys will play, but they are. They're going kind to of be there. Next up, guys, one of our favorite games to debate, I think, at this point in the night, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. That's right, a team that is on fire right now, going over to visit the Tennessee Titans, the number one seed Tennessee Titans, who also won 12 games, lost five, but also lost the teams, you know, back in the a few weeks ago, like the Jets. And I don't care who you're missing on your offense. Who's the teams like the Jets? Uh, you know, you're, you're probably not as good as you think you are. So, anyways, guys, with that said, Titans are favored by three and a half points in this game, and the Bengals are on fire right now. I like the Bengals not to just cover that three and a half. I like them to win the entire game outright. I'm going, I'm telling you right now, put your money on the Bengals and take, just screw the, screw the spread, take them to win outright and get yourself a good profit. Yeah, I actually agree with you on that, Mike. And the first thing that I look at it's not the line. I understand Tennessee is minus three and a half. The first thing I look at is the quarterback comparison. And nobody in their right mind is going to take Ryan Tannehill over Joe Burrow for their life. It's never going to happen. I understand Derrick Henry is going to be back playing in this game, probably on a snap count. He's had three weeks of reps, uh, but I don't necessarily have Derrick Henry being a difference maker in this game. My only concern for Cincinnati would be that offensive line. It's not great, but I do trust Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase because they're that good. I'm not just talking about what they did to the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago, but I would put my trust in that quarterback-wide receiver combo versus Ryan Tannehill and that the, the combo of A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. All right, guys. Titans win by a blowout. Covers the three and a half. Easy, of course. They're going to win way more than that. Um, I mean, this team kind of reminds me of the Niners in a way. Just a good defense, decent offense, but a good enough defense to win as well. And also a run game, guys. Run game. Let me tell you who the Bengals allowed the most rushing yards to this season. Pittsburgh, Najee Harris, 198. Las Vegas Raiders, combo with Jacobs and Drake at the time, 159. Yeah, Dalvin Cook at 149. And finally, Detroit Lions ran all over these guys at 142 yards. Deontay Foreman and Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry was in contact today. He had contact going today for the first time since his injury. That's good news. It's an upside. But those two are sitting there splitting backs. They're going to run all over these guys. Who cares what Ryan Kenhill does? As long as they can establish a running game, it's game over right here. And I don't think the Bengals can stop these guys. I am going Titans cover the three and a half. It's a blowout. Titans win. And on top of that, Ryan Tannehill on the prop bets, guys. Prop bets here. Ryan Tannehill passes for 300-plus yards, three touchdowns, and Tennessee wins. Yeah, Tanner, I think you're forgetting, too, also talking about bad defenses and talking about the Tennessee Titans ranked 25th in the NFL in pass defense. Not you're, forgetting, you're forgetting that they're going against the most explosive offense this season in downfield passing with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, of course, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. This team is known but, for hitting, but hitting take, a home run. You take away Jamar Chase, you have nothing. How T. Higgins, so, Tyler Boyd is not going to be a threat. Joey Mixon is not going to be a threat. 
explain you're going to take away Jamar Chase, who had the greatest rookie season of all time just now. You, you learn from the other teams and you double team it. Well, how come the other teams Look didn't learn Kyrie from the other teams then whenever he was destroying the league? Because they're bad. Chiefs wow. are glad. Chiefs gotta figure and the Tennessee too. Titans are bad on pass defense. That's my I point. About it. I'm glad that you brought up the defense, Mike, because uh, Tennessee is getting up 21 points per game. Cincinnati giving up 22 points per game. So the defense is a wash. Right. So now take, that, that now goes, take the better offense, which exactly, is clearly the Cincinnati Bengals. That goes back to my point. You're going to take Joe Burrow and that receiver core, or you're going to take Brian Tannehill. I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill. Give me the better quarterback every time. I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill's bad. I'm saying he's not. He's not fucking Joe Burrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Joe Burrow is the man. And I even have two prop bets for you guys in this game, both from the same team. Jamar Chase over under 75 and a half receiving yards. Absolutely take the over on that. Over. Here's the deal. Over. Let's pretend Tanner's right for a second, and and, and the Titans win the game. They're not going to go down without a fight. Jamar Chase is going to get garbage time yardage at minimum. And if they go out and win, Chase is going to have 125, 150 yards receiving. Also, Joe Burrow's over-under over under is 275 yards passing. And I love that bet as well. Take him on the over on that one and expect him to torch the 25th-ranked defense against the pass this coming weekend. Uh, the over-under on that game, by the way, guys, is 47.5. I like the over. No matter what, I like this game to be you know, somewhere around the you know 31 to 27 type of ballpark of a game. I think Jason and I both understand that this is an offensive game coming up. We're not worried about the defense where, you know, we, we see who has the flaws and all, all things like that. But I like the overall explosiveness of the Bengals. And that's why we have them winning outright. Next that's one up, fun. guys. Uh, we're not going to spoil our actual pick on this next game. We do have the Bills going to visit the Chiefs. And the over-under in that game is 54.5 points. I love that one as well because here's my thought. The Bills are not going to beat the Chiefs without scoring at least 30 points in this game. Oh, did that change? It was 55 earlier, earlier today. 54 and a half on DraftKings. Okay. That's what I'm basing mine off. 55 of. up the bottom. So in that case, take DraftKings and get your over at an even better rate. Yeah. And so, guys, the Bills are not going to win this game against the Chiefs. I was scoring at least 30 points, and I see the Chiefs scoring at least 28 to 35, somewhere in that range against the Bills, one way or the other. Chiefs obviously got their offense rolling real great last week. I understand they're going against the Bills. Talk about a Bills team, though, that was facing throughout the season – New England Patriots, court offense, Miami Dolphins offense, and, of course, uh, you know, whatever other bums are over there. Who's the one I'm forgetting right now? Oh, who, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> yeah, the, the Jets and Zach Wilson is who I was trying to think of. Oh, you're thinking of the conference. I'm thinking about who they played within their division. There are two games. That's, six, oh. that's six games against bum offenses. And so, I mean, you're not really impressing me with all that. We're going to talk about that a little later. Not to mention losing to the Jaguars and scoring, like, six points in that game. Nine to six. Oh, yeah, nice. Score. Six to nine. So, um, well, guys, let's let's talk about that game here in a few minutes. But actually, before we dig into that, real quick, I did want to ask you guys: Mike McCarthy is still currently a Cowboys head coach in the NFL, and you know it's been a couple of days since the loss for the Cowboys, and he now went out and made a statement saying he knows how to win games. And looking at his track record, he's got a winning record as a coach. He also coached Aaron Rodgers for. And Brett Favre, you know, for, for most of your career, obviously, you made your name off of two of the better quarterbacks of all time. Um, I don't necessarily agree with what McCarthy is trying to sell us right now, and especially with some of the time management and calls he's made. So my point of bringing that up to you guys, I was thinking about this earlier, though. What are the top three reasons Mike McCarthy should be fired? Connor Dawson's going to hate this segment. Oh, yeah. He hates firing coaches. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go first. Start? I'll go first because – 
I'm the number one guy on the show. I love to say, you're fired. Fired. And I, we love to fire people on the show. So my number one reason is what you just said, Mike, overconfidence. So he just had a press conference where he, he was basically at ease. He said, I know how to win. Well, you know how to win during the regular season, and that's about it. Because, you know, you won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, but outside of that, what has he really done in the playoffs? So that's my number one reason why he should be fired is because of overconfidence because Jera, otherwise known as Jerry Jones, I like to call him Jera, the guy told him, you're going to have a job no matter what. So what what does that spell? That spells overconfidence. So for that reason, I'm going to fire Jeff right now. I think he deserves to be fired because of time management at this point. I mean, it's, it's happened enough times and the mistakes that happened throughout the course of the season, and especially in crucial situations like the Cowboys just endured this past weekend, left Dak Prescott in a situation where he thought he could run, get enough yardage, so maybe chuck one for the end zone, and you had no timeouts. You had no timeouts. You, you're, as a coach, you have to be smart enough to know when to figure out a way to pause the game, give your guys enough time to think, because the Cowboys were just up there not thinking, just doing and that's why they ended up losing that game in the playoffs. His time management is not head coach worthy. This guy is a fraud, right? It's a fraud. I think it's a fraud. It's overrated. You had a Super Bowl win with the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. You had talented receivers like no other. And you come to Dallas thinking it's Aaron Rodgers, that quarterback? It's not. It's not. Let me tell you something else, guys. I got one more extra thing for you as well. Outside of the Super Bowl victory that he had, that he needs to be canned anyways. His offensive coordinator, I'm assuming his offensive coordinator, right? We're not going to put full blame on, uh, on him. Sent two alignment out on curl patterns. The loss to the 49ers towards the end of the game. Two offensive linemen. Are you kidding me right That's now? That's some Joe Judge shit right there. That, That's like some Joe Judge. We're going to QB sneak this. You might as well just do that because you ran up the middle <laughs> after that. You Like, that's just ridiculous right there. Like, you have that kind of play call and scheme going, it's over. Like, C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard should have gotten the ball. Anybody else. But instead, you had two O-line. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's all I'm saying. It's like, you deserve to get caned after that. Yep, I agree by the way, I have two more prop bets I wanted to throw out there for you guys. I'm going to scare them like Easter eggs. It's like Easter egg hunting for prop bets this whole show tonight. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes over under 281 and a half on this game coming up. The last time they played in a Chiefs loss against the Bills, he put up 272. And that was in a game where Lewis scored 20 points. Told you guys earlier, that's not going to happen this time. Expect the over on Patrick Mahomes. Oh, dude. Oh, 281. I, if you guys are out there, you got to put $1,000 down on it right now. Absolutely. Easy money. Easy Absolutely. Money. When, you, when you look back at what happened earlier this year and you put up 272 in a loss like that, uh, he's going to do way better this game and it's going to be at home. So I trust Patrick to do his job there. And I got one more before we move to the next segment, you guys. Tom Brady's passing yards for his game is 291 and a half. That's even more than Mahomes. Has projected 291 against the LA Rams defense. Give me the under on the under. Uh, I agree with the you. The under that. on Tom Brady's 291. 150 is going to go to Gronk alone. So yeah, what's there? 150 to Gronk alone. Give me, so. it, give me it. All right, guys, want to dig into some Chiefs? Let's do some Chiefs. Let's talk Chiefs, guys. Coming up now, obviously we got the, the Bills coming in here. Are you, are you scared about the Bills' number one pace, uh, ranked pass defense coming up no. against Kansas City? Because no. obviously we saw them throughout the season. 
doing a great job. Only allowed 12 touchdowns all season long. And I just think that they're, they have a great defense, great safeties. Obviously, Micah Hyde out there, Jordan Poyer, are two of the best safety tandems in the entire NFL. This team might be missing Tredavious White, though, this weekend. So keep they that are, in mind. I, I think if, he's officially ruled he's out. If, if he's, he's out, officially yeah. out, if he's out, that's going to be the Bills' excuse for when things go the wrong way. But, guys, I believe right now in the way the Chiefs' offense got rolling last week, carry this over, carry the momentum, just go out there and play with swag and confidence. But also I agree with the Chiefs' running game to stay on track as well. I think uh, obviously Clyde Edwards-Elair will be back this game. Jerk McKinnon should still keep getting touches. Darrell Williams might not play, but I don't think I'm concerned about that right now. I like the Chiefs' offense to just do their damn job, go out there and make plays. Uh, how are you guys feeling about this game? Anything come to mind right now? I feel great about it. I mean, the, the number one thing that I look at is something that we didn't do very good at last time is we need to stop Josh Allen in the running game. So the last time we faced these guys, he had 11 carries, 59 yards, and a touchdown. I feel like we need to do a little bit better job of containing him in the running game because I would much rather just keep him in the pocket because guess what, guys? Josh Allen is due after that last game where he blew up against New England, he's due to make a couple of mistakes in this game. That's the best way to make mistakes is if you just keep him in the pocket. Uh, We talked about this a little bit earlier. I am not concerned about that Buffalo Bills defense because you look at their strength of schedule throughout the course of the year. They're number 30 out of 32 NFL teams in strength of schedule. So I think their defense – it's, it's a good defense, but I think it's a little bit overrated because of the crap schedule that they played. And it's not just the fact that they played the Jets and Miami twice. And they played the New England Patriots twice in the regular season who had a quarterback in Mac Jones that they didn't fully trust him to throw the ball. They also lost a game to Jacksonville, as Mike alluded to, 9-6. to six. And they also lost to Pittsburgh earlier in the season. So that number one defense of 17 points per game allowed is very misleading. You look at the Chiefs, on the other hand, we're the number eight defense for the whole season. But that is also very misleading because the defense played like shit for like the first handful full of games. So the Chiefs might actually have a better defense yep. when it's all said and done versus the Bills. Um, also, the other thing I looked at is the revenge factor. We talked about that last week. Uh, I think the revenge factor favors the Chiefs, not just because the Bills beat us early in the year. So we got we want to have revenge against the Bills, but I also look at the media. The media has been talking shit on the Pat, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs all season long. And I want to point out Stephen A. Smith. He's been in the news a lot lately. And I went back and I watched Stephen A. Smith's video after the Bills beat the Chiefs in week five. And he just obliterated them, dude. He basically said the Chiefs are done. Keep in mind, this is in week five of the NFL season. He flat out said the Chiefs are done. They're trash. Not that I'm saying that I trust Stephen A. Smith for my football advice, but I'm just throwing it out there. So when I look at the Chiefs, it's a revenge factor against the Bills, but also the media in general and all these trash-talking naysayers that hated on the Chiefs all season long. So I think those are the first couple of things that I'm looking at in this game. I think there's still, Jason, a lot of non-believers about the Chiefs' defense, too. I mean, obviously, when we go back to from week six on, they had the number one ranked defense in the entire league in points points allowed. And so with that said, how come they do not get the you know proper attention 
it's almost like they they get overlooked defensively for some reason because those first few of, weeks were so bad. Like, the but here's the deal: the defense has actually played better than the offense this season on yes. paper. Yeah. And so I think that the first few weeks of the season the Chiefs had that were so poor, I think has now made it like a long-lasting impact on the mentality and you know the overall thought on what the Chiefs are really capable of. They think of the Chiefs as just an offensive team, when the fact is this defense has played great, especially on third downs throughout the back end of the season. And I, I see Josh Allen out there, and he's, he's a great quarterback, guys. Take nothing away from him at all. But he's going to have to do a lot to keep this game you know, in his hands, keep it alive, because obviously he's a great running quarterback as well as passing. But, gosh, it's going to be tough, guys, understanding a new Chiefs defense from what they saw back in week four. It's not going to be the same thing. No. Yeah, and the other thing we talked about with the defense early in the season is the fact that everybody talks trash on a Steve Spagnuolo defense. No matter what team he was on, they, they have some issues earlier in the season, and then they pick it up, and they win Super Bowls historically. And so that's one thing I look at with the defense, but it, it just surprises me that people talked so much trash on that defense after that Week 5 loss to the Bills because – Chris Jones didn't even play on that in that game. Charvarius Ward did not play in that game. Obviously, we did not have Melvin Ingram back then. And Frank Clark, you know, as much as people wanted to trash Frank Clark early in the season, I still don't believe he was 100%. He wasn't. And so now, Frank Clark, you're getting him back up to speed. So that game in week five essentially means nothing. Except for the fact that Stephen A. Smith thought that the Chiefs were trash. And you, you know what else was happening to you guys at that time? Mr. Dan Sorensen was still playing 100% of the snaps, while Juan Thornhill sat there and played 22% of the snaps during this game. Right? There's a total difference. Willie Gay was also coming off an injury. Correct. And we also had a two-hour halftime, practically, as well, because of the storms that happened that night. Look, there's, this is a total different ballgame. This is not the Patriots' offense that the Bills are facing this week. This is the Chiefs' offense. This is a high-ranked, top five, going to come at Tanner, you. Tanner, all you got to be is the Jaguars' offense. You can beat the Bills. I, I'm, dude, I'm telling you right now. So we're not worried about them being the, the, the Patriots' offense. Just be the Jaguars' offense. No, I, we don't, <laughs> no, that's the thing, though, is that we're neither of those teams. This is a high-powered, playoff, Super Bowl-caliber offense. This defense has seen a bunch of garbage the entire time. I'm not worried about this. And I told a lot of people after the Patriots win or Patriots losses last weekend that guys, this is Mac Jones is not Patrick Mahomes. And guess what? There's no Tyree Kill. Hunter Henry is not Travis Kelsey. And between Nicole, uh, Demarcus, Pringle, you don't have any of those kind of receivers on that Patriots offense. And since you're talking about receivers. We haven't mentioned our secret weapon that I guarantee you the Bills are not prepared for because there's not a whole lot of tape on this guy, Jarek McKinnon. Yep. we got to get him involved in this game because not a whole lot of tape on him to prepare for when you're the Bills' defense. Uh, but he is a seasoned veteran because he's got playoff experience in his career. So it's not just like some guy that we throw out there. Correct. Like he does have and playoff experience from when he was with the Vikings. Right. So we talked offense there. Defensive side guys, Spaxson's aggressiveness is up to a whole new level here. We're blitzing people. I'll, I got a little chart here for you guys real quick here. You see here, here is the targets and the target yards per target, right? Red is your yards per target, blue is your targets. You see Dan Sorensen with that one big catch with Dawson Knox, probably a couple others, right? 
pretty bad. Outside of that, Luxurious Sneed, uh, Anthony Hitchens was up there, and it's we got to kind of figure that out, right? It, they didn't really target us downfield. Like, no, but there was there was blown coverage is what it came down to. Correct. It's something the Chiefs don't really do as much anymore. Sorensen's not playing in the back end like he used to. Yeah, and that's week five. Week five, right? This is – what are we at? 13, 14, 15 weeks later? Yeah, sure. Total different team. Yeah, of course. Look, I ain't worried about this here. And if I may give my predictable prediction here. Look, I'm not touching this uh, two and a half over, you know, plus minus. I ain't touching Tanner, it. we're at minus one and a half. Minus one and a half? One and a half. I think you should touch it. Two and a half was uh, this morning on Bovada. So, yeah, Bovada's uh, updating that throughout the week now. As you see, it came out originally minus three, then went two and a half, and now one and a half is the current half setting line. Now. Man, that's crazy. So, look, I ain't touching that because I, I, just, I just don't feel good either way. But it's going to be a defensive game. And to your guys' dismay, the over-under is 55. I don't think they touch it. I don't think they touch it. I think it becomes down to a, a defensive game. Because we've struggled against decent defenses and good defenses, and it's been lower scoring. I could see this happening again. I think both teams stay under 30, and I don't think we touch this. Tanner, here's what I want to say to you real, real quick. Is we need to take advantage of the media. Something we just talked about a few minutes ago. The media, this is driven by the media as far as how the Bills are, you know, this dominant powerhouse of an AFC team. You know the reason why the line was set the way it was at minus three? And people are jumping on the Bills at that point. The media has driven in their minds that the Bills are going to come in the Chiefs again, once again at Arrowhead, and go get a victory because they're somehow a more dominant offense and better defense. So take advantage of the media as someone who's, you know, obviously more knowledgeable than, you know, the the mainstream media out there about what's going on as an insider, essentially. Uh, and we could be honest with ourselves and go, wait a minute. We, we see that this is being driven one to one way and the line is being driven down this way. Fans are on the Bills. Go with the opposite. That's exactly when you, go to, when you want to go with the opposite and take the Chiefs on this minus one and a half. Yeah, I mean, the, the fans are on the Bills because they think that the Bills somehow cracked the code on the Kansas City Chiefs in week five, even though that was like, uh, you know, it feels like it was a full season ago. So as far as my prediction is concerned, I mean, Tanner, you're saying they're going to keep it under 30. Well, that's still a high score. I, I, think, I think both teams keep it under 30. I, I don't think they get the over-under. I don't think it touches. I will give you one team under 30. I will take 31-28 Chiefs to win the game, and I will throw out a couple of prop bets. My, my favorite one is actually the most points scored in the divisional round for all of the teams. Kansas City Chiefs are the favorite at plus 250, and also – the most passing yards is Patrick Mahomes at plus 200. So you combine those two bets together, which I, I like both of them. Basically, Vegas thinks that the Chiefs are going to win this game. Because if you got Mahomes, mm-hmm. you have the most passing yards. Read between yards, the lines on that, guys. And you got the Chiefs with the most points scored. Bovada or whatever site you want to use basically thinks the Chiefs are going to win, even though – as Mike alluded to, the public is going in the opposite direction. So there, that's basically a sucker bet the way that I see it. Right, because when you look between the lines, obviously, on, on that, you can obviously tell that the truth be told, these, these uh, you know betting sites believe in the Chiefs, without a doubt, almost two times likely over the Bills to win this game. So 
going forward, that's uh, what we're expecting to see here. I do believe the winner of this game, by the way, goes to the AFC, goes for the AFC to, to the Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, obviously the Titans-Bengals game going on. I'm not concerned about that. I think that the winner of this game is the true AFC champion. Uh, I do have one more little nugget out here. One of my other prop bets, Patrick Mahomes, 22-and-a-half rushing yards on this game. I like the over on that as well. So I like both the over on the passing and on the rushing. Um, whenever the guy is in a situation like this, he, he takes make sure the team is on his back when he needs to be. And it might take two runs for him to get that 22-and-a-half rushing yards. So I like the over on that too. Final score? Final score in that game for me, I like the Chiefs to hit 30 on the head. And I like the Bills at 28. Ooh. So. I have 31-28. So my point is. The Chiefs do cover that one and a they half. They do cover! <laughs> so, <laughs> by half a point. 26-21. 26-21. So, Tanner, so explain to me the 26. How does that come about? Is it like five field goals it's or what? It's just a weird game, dude. It's going to be a couple, like, weird, like, four or five field goals, a touchdown, a missed extra point, and to come along that 26. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see a lot of field goals but, in this game. Bunkers do, though. Bunkers do for a missed extra point coming up. You're not going to see a lot of field goals because I think you're going to see a lot of fourth downs where the Buffalo Bills go for it because they know who they're playing against. And when you're playing against the Chiefs, even if you're a high-scoring, potent offense like the Bills, this is a playoff game. You can't afford to settle for field goals. So I I think a lot of – You'll see a lot of situations where the Bills go for it on fourth down. So you guys out there following on, this just a reminder, we were here at Mr. Brews in Overland Park, Kansas, having ourselves a couple surveys as, as well as uh, we had some, we had a couple burgers. I think Jason tried to get chips or whatever. Is that what you got, pub chips? No, he's, he tried he's to. trying to get nachos. Yeah, something yeah. like that, dude. So we also got the burger of the month, guys, Mr. Brews. Patty milk, fresh again, certified Hereford beef. Melted Swiss cheese, Mr. Brew special sauce on a fresh marble ribeye. Big time. This is unpaid, you guys. We just love the damn place. So this is this is the love best, best damn burgers in town. The cool thing is they do breweries of the month. So right now it is truly is Wildberry is the brewery of the month. But I mean they it's scattered all around the time. So yeah, absolutely. So recapping real quick, you guys, we had the at least I had the Rams to win outright. Go ahead, go ahead. I had the Rams win outright. I had the 49ers to cover but not win the five and a half. I had the Bengals to win outright. I had the Chiefs to win and cover the one and a half. All right, we do got a comment here. Uh, easy wants to know any TDs over 50 yards for any, any game. game. That is a couple. Yes, there's a couple oh, prop bats out there, actually. I think one of them was uh, Jamar Chase of a 50 yarder. I think it's possible without a doubt. The Bengals are the team to have a 50-yard touchdown. They have been the most explosive offense in the entire league throughout the season consistently, and I give I give the edge to the Bengals as far as having a 50-yard touchdown. Uh, I agree. Actually, I think if you're going to see a 50-yard touchdown, it's going to come in that Titans-Bengals game just for the fact of Jamar Chase, Julio Jones, who's kind of healthy for once, and then you have A.J. Brown on the other side too. You're going to look at that kind of side, that game, to have a 50-yard-plus game or TD somewhere. I'll, I'll give you one more. The Rams with Van Jefferson has potential for a 50-yarder. Odell? He, not Odell. Okay. Van Jefferson, because he is their deep threat, speed burner. I like the Rams as a possibility to have a 50-yard touchdown. And I, I could actually see three over 50 yards. I would say Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, and Jamar Chase all do it in the same fucking weekend. All right. Yeah. There you go. I like it quite a bit. Any other questions, Sandy? 
No, that's it right now. That is it for now. So any other prop bets we guys on the, on the list here? I don't have anything else for you guys. Prop bets I saw. I didn't like them. There's a few I liked, but I wasn't confident in them. Right, so I'm giving you guys some stuff I'm confident in. And that's why I give it to you. We're just giving you guys the ideas that are going to make you money. So if we don't think it's going to make you money, we're not telling you. And by so. the way, if you need backup here, last weekend Mike and I were 6-0 in the picks alone. Just picking picking the win. So. 6-0 last week. We're not yeah. talking about Jason. Right? I, I was actually your advisor. That's why you Oh, it was that. Uh, yeah, the Raiders and, and who else? <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought Dallas. Raiders and Dallas. Or I don't know what he was picking. but I advised you guys you're welcome, He's, by the way. You're we just welcome. went opposite of whatever Jason was doing, so <laughs> and it worked out okay. So. Actually, I got to pull it up here. Shit, if you want to know real quick, who what? Chase and Connor picked too, you know? Oh, who they picked? Uh, I, don't, I can't remember exactly who they picked, but what, did, what do you got? And I, it's opening up. Keep, keep going. I'll, I'll let you know when it's opened up. Tanner, you're supposed to be the producer. You're supposed to be prepared yeah, at well, all times. When this computer goes slow enough. Doesn't happen. We need to upgrade equipment, you guys. That's part of the problem. That's what yeah, Tanner's hey, saying. Yeah, he's going, we're staying. All, all right, boy. all right. Here we go. I got to oh. hold up here, here real quick. Come on, go away. Gosh. Wants me to upgrade to everything. All right. We can, we can always do the Lakers talk. So, Lakers so Mike before. was definitely six and zero. I was six and zero on that as well. Uh, Jason, he lost on the. Two and four. Bengals game, I was two and the four. Bills game, the you got the Cowboys right, and then the Rams game we lost. So, see so three and three then. Three and three. Yeah. Three, okay. and three. three and three. Connor, well, you won the Chiefs, won the Bengals, uh, lost the Bills. He picked the Pats. Uh, Such a weird pick. I don't understand. Connor, Connor <laughs> got the Cowboys right, so we're good there. And then Chase. Chase was – he lied one loss to the Cowboys. Cowboys game, mm-hmm. he picked the Cowboys instead of the Niners. So. Gotcha. There we go. Very nice. Well, guys, uh, any other football takes going into the weekend? Obviously, it's a big one. We're going to be – at least I'm going to be over at Twin Peaks as far as I know. So I'll Possibly be, be joining. It all depends. Doing the thing over there. watching we'll see what the, happens. Watching the Chiefs build. Big game. I, I like going out for big games. Last week we stayed in and did our, did our show, of, of course. And uh, sometimes that's fun, oh, too. Oh, by the way, we got to announce our winner. So we had a hashtag, hashtag #SBChiefs down below when you uh, during the live uh, live game there, um, and I think our winner you all we chose out of random of course, and Andrew Reger, AC, and very nice, it. so very nice. So props to AC, thank you, Mr. Andrew, thank you all AC. for joining us AC. and having some fun with us. It was a blast, and we're gonna hope to do more games even outside the NFL season, possibly an NBA playoff game. Maybe some uh, March Madness coming up, guys. So there's lots, lots of chance. Absolutely. So, JG, uh, I know you obviously are a big NBA fan. And you're a little concerned every once in a while about what the Lakers are doing. Um, but, I mean, is it what's what's the main concern right now? What's going on in the NBA? I think it, it kind of reminds me of Dallas Cowboys in that when I look at the Los Angeles Lakers, it's kind of like America's team. Like, that's so many people have that as their favorite team. It's the team Yankees, and, the Lakers, and the Cowboys. Yeah, and, and the big problem for the Lakers right now is the fact that all the fans and the media are calling for the coach, Frank Vogel, to be fired. And so, you know, I don't necessarily think that that's the answer. I don't know what you guys think, but my biggest problem with the Lakers is not Frank Vogel. My biggest problem with the Lakers is that 
LeBron James, otherwise known as Le Brick, is the general manager of the team. And he's the guy that brought in all these fucking players, dude. And when I say all these fucking players, I'm talking about the oldest NBA roster by age in the history of the NBA. Bunch of old bums. And if you went back to 2010, sure, it'd be an all-star game. We already talked about that. But, you know, they got Russell Westbrook on the team who he's still he's still a fairly good player, but he's not in his prime and neither is Carmelo Anthony. And my, my second biggest problem is that you have a general manager named Rob Palinka who is not a general manager. He just does what LeBrick tells him to do, right? So LeBron's the GM and then Rob Palinka just pulls the strings. And for me, you look at a guy like Frank Vogel, it's too late to fire him, dude. Their season is over. Like they're they're in a play-in situation right now. I mean, maybe if they get lucky, they might get the five or the six seed, but they're not going to do anything. And Frank Vogel was brought in as a defensive-minded coach. But guess what? If you have a shitty offense, which the Lakers don't have, it's, it's kind of mediocre. I'd say they have a mediocre offense. They're putting up 111 points per game. Uh, just as a comparison, Minnesota Timberwolves are putting up 110 points per game. So the offense is okay, but it's not great. But my point is, is if you're going to bring in a defensive-minded coach like Frank Vogel, your offense better be on point. You shouldn't be giving a guy like Carmelo Anthony 25 freaking minutes per game and expect him to produce. And so – that's my biggest issue is, like, they should not be looking at Frank Vogel to fire him. But this is all on LeBron James because he's the guy that put this team together in the first place. What if I told you that LeBron knows this team sucks and he doesn't care? What if I told you that? That's great. Okay. So his transition from the Heat back to Cleveland, he, he did, did an interview and he wants – he was like, hey, you know, hell, one day I'm able to play with a bunch of my friends, right? A bunch of my friends. And what is he doing here? Carmelo's on the team. And he's just getting drunk and going out AD, there with his friends. Westbrook, DeAndre, like he's got his Dwight Howard. They're all on the team. I guarantee you Dwayne Wade was still in the game right now. He'd be on this team too because it's a bunch of his buddies. And he's like, you know what? We win a championship. Great. If not, I'm going to have fun this season. Well, it's interesting that you say that because Kevin Durant's injured right now. Steph Curry just got injured. Correct. And so now all of a sudden, Le Brick, as I love to call him, all of a sudden now he's back on the table for MVP award because his numbers have been fantastic. Oh, yeah, no, he's killing it. So maybe that's the end goal for LeBron is he just wants to win the MVP and cap off his illustrious career. And he doesn't give a shit about the team. He just wants to win that MVP award. I don't think that's. It. I think. I think he just got. He's got the guys he wants to play with, and he doesn't really care what happens. Like you shouldn't fire Vogel. He just won a championship two years ago. I ain't worried about that. I just think LeBron has his guys. And by the way, you know what he's missing? You know what's truly missing here in all of his championship runs? What did he have in common on those teams? Shooters. A KU player, Kansas Jayhawks. He doesn't have any Jayhawks on the freaking team. He had a Jayhawk on the team, he might might be a different situation. So if he gets a Jayhawk, your brother's gonna love this take because there is no Jayhawk on this team currently. So he's got to bring Mario Chalmers out of retirement. Mar- yeah, he loves playing with Mario. Get Mario back on. Ben McNamara. 
Call Cole Aldridge and get him up here. Dude, all they have to do is make a trade, except, you know, the problem is they don't have any assets. They, they can make a trade for Andrew Wiggins. Oh, yeah. Andrew Wiggins is playing great there. this year. Malik Monk, you'd have to give up to get Andrew Wiggins. So. Yeah. yeah. One more prop that, you guys. So, over under fireworks going off at Arrowhead this weekend at four and a half. That's not NBA. Oh, I was just doing prop bets. <laughs> uh, under because I already said that they wouldn't touch 30 points. Because last weekend, the reason I bring that up is that they ran out of fireworks, Tanner. Correct. You know, Again. They're going to be prepared this weekend if they need to score, like, or do six fireworks or seven fireworks. I don't think they will. I don't, I don't think they're prepared again. I think they're allowed to set them out, and after that, they just... So if the Chiefs go out and score 70 one day, then, then uh, get a bunch of fireworks. no fireworks for that for that yeah. record. Okay. Correct. Wait, they're not going to shoot off any fireworks, dude. We're all about championships. If we win this game, we don't accomplish shit. We want to win a fucking I'm talking game. about after touchdowns, Jason. After they, yeah, they should that's have, what they do after touchdowns. I don't think Jason's ever been to a Chiefs game, so. <laughs> no, I, I've never been. There. It's been a while, actually. I, I did go in 1988. He, I went in 1988 to a Chiefs he game. He went back in, like, 2013 or some shit. But, I thought you meant if they win the game. No, no, no after no. every touchdown, they shoot fireworks, but they, they ran out last week. Is what, is what oh, I'm they saying. ran out of that. Because we scored too many touchdowns, so they ran out. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll take the over. I'll take the over. Me too. Over, under four and a half. I like the over on that. I think we might see five touchdowns go off in this game. That means the Chiefs score 35 points probably. Is that a real – can you actually bet on that if you go on Bovada? Or I was ready to take you guys' as money. So, Tanner, you and I have the bet now. <laughs> we have to bet now? No, we have the bet. Oh, uh, we have the bet? <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Do you have anything else before before we wrap up the show that we want to talk about? Uh, I, you know, I, that was my big one was uh, AC did comment. Love it, boys. So, Oh, give him a shout there out. he is. That's the winner. What did he win again, Tanner? Uh, he won a pint glass in the sports foods. I might gotcha. actually still have that. I do. The picture. There's that your one, pint glass. That one right there? That's right. Nice. Hey, I like the clear one, too, Tanner. We need to get the clear ones going, too. Yeah. I'm still looking. Maybe get some. I'm trying to get some cheaper options for everybody. Cause, yeah, know. we got to get some cheaper options going for everybody as far as any merchandise we it's, got. It's so. a tough market out there. Uh, obviously, because I didn't know pint glasses were going to be expensive, but apparently yeah. so. Yeah. So apparently that's a thing. So it's, it's a thing, man. <laughs> a thing. Anyways, you guys. Well, uh, guys, at some point, anyone listening out there, give us a come out to Mr. Brewer's Tap House. Have some great beer options out here. IPAs, Imperial Stouts, all the good stuff, as well as, to be honest, a small kitchen, but one of the best damn restaurants in town too. They got great burgers, great. I've, I've had their sliders, phenomenal. Um, I've had. Just, Wings, the chicken wings here, phenomenal. So uh, you know you can talk you can talk food and beer all you want, but the atmosphere and the music playing right now is phenomenal. Amazing beer, oh my amazing gosh. food. Not to mention the fact that if you guys join us the next time we're out here, we're probably gonna be doing some shots. Shots with <laughs> with our with our main manager Tomas because Tomas. he's gonna owe us a couple shots yeah, for us the Bengals. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. When the Titans win, you're gonna have to see this guy actually take a real shot. Because okay. he, you know, he if didn't I, take that shot on, if I have on to. Saturday. If Sunday. I have to, I guess I could do that if I needed to. Oh, yeah, suppose, okay. Maybe we'll put it in the I'm, I'm going to choke it down anyway. Maybe, maybe I'll tell him to give me a beer instead, so I can do that. But, um, guys, I was trying to win him money, but he doesn't want me money. Apparently, he wants to lose money, so <laughs> not taking the Bengals. He's taking the Titans like Tanner. So. That's right. All right, guys. Well, thank you all so much for joining and listening in, and we'll see you all on the next one. Later. See you guys.